Welcome to the GrassCast, the host of your show, Quab and Sean. Game on. Hey, and welcome to the GrassCast, show about games, life, and in between. I'm Sean. You've already messed up. <laughs> what did I do wrong? And everything in between, my man. What did I say? Uh, everything between. We'll hey, go back to the to tape the Hey, welcome to the GrassCast, show about games, life, and everything in between. I'm Sean. And I'm Quab. And we should really record this once, do it very well, so I never have to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's great. I mean, Need I could it. do it. I could do it sometimes. Uh-huh. Why do you do all the work, Sean? I don't That's know. That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> I need uh, to figure out a way to... I don't know. No, we can just a better incentive structure. I need any Chuck E. Cheese rewards for this thing. For sure, for sure, for sure. A thousand hours of recording and you get a free bouncy ball. Yeah, man, I would. uh, Yeah, that sounds like uh, what I get motivated by is uh, bouncy balls and tickets and uh, a potential goat cart. But like you would need to spend like ten thousand dollars to actually buy the goat cart or whatever. Yeah. So if you haven't figured it out, this is another. talk about episode we're just uh doing a nice little fireside chat catching up and uh yeah Yeah. oh yeah but we we have to start the show like we start every show well actually i I was gonna bring up the fact that um I've, I've, i've heard some feedback that the paper scissor rock thing may have run its course or okay i won't name names you don't need to name names um but Okay, I won't. I won't disparage. Okay. okay. Well. Okay. Let's know, discuss. Let's yeah, discuss. Yeah, it up. How, how, how do you feel about it? Where, where, do, you, where do you see this whole uh, saga going? Well, for me, uh, it it's not that it never has to end. I think mm-hmm. it's too soon for it to end. Okay. Um, we're not. We're not. We're not at uh, the end game episode where we're more in civil war. I think because we're mm-hmm. having differing sides of. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, who would, ooh, which one would you be? Would you be Team Cap or Team, what was the other one? Yeah, uh, Iron Man. Iron like, Man, right. which, which, which is which? Um, are I don't you even Iron Man? Their motivations. Honestly, I think we talked about it. I phased out at Civil War. Yeah, no, that's fine. Care. That's fine. Let's just even go character traits. I feel mm. like neither of us <laughs> is either of them. <laughs> I assume, if I'm trying to remember that, no, wait. Captain just in America, general. He was. Like he's just he's on the altruistic side, right? Uh okay. He didn't want government intervention. Right. And Tony was more pro government intervention. Which right. I think we're both pretty anti government intervention. Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. uh I or I mean, I guess that's not completely true for me. Right, because what do we yeah. I don't, I have to go back and watch Civil War because I don't. Remember it doesn't matter. Anyway, are you more like Cap or are you more like Iron Man? Just in general, um, the show has already gone off the rails. Yeah, uh, I feel like I'm I'm more I'm like a inventive mind like Tony Stark. Like I have that knack mm. for. I mean, I think I have a knack for creativity. May I could be totally wrong. I mean, I'm trying to do a podcast about games, so <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's a pretty with the with the philosophy. You always forget to mention the philosophy with, with philosophy. That's philosophy unique. Plus. That's yeah, yeah. So, what are you? What, what? Which one are you? 
Oh, I have no idea. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I'm idealistic enough to be Cap. Um, yeah, I'd probably be more Tony Stark, but I'm not as cool. More of the cynicism. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but not as successful or driven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, part of me feels like I'm not I'm not brave enough to be Captain America. Like it takes nah. a certain amount of to- tossing yourself on a grenade kind of spirit. Yeah, exactly. I don't that, know that I would ever do that um, if yeah. the moment uh came uh, i want to yeah i want to aspire to be like that but i don't think yeah it's a it's you know that's the whole thing right it's a level of courage that i guess i don't know is it cur- yeah I, I guess it's courage i don't know it, jumping on a grenade i uh-huh. get it but it's, it's also like jumping on a grenade to save others right it's sure 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 the definition of bravery or or to get out of the horrible war with trench foot. <laughs> like, it's a pretty good escape. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's dark, but. Yeah, I just started reading Slaughterhouse-Five. And I, haven't oh. gotten, I haven't gotten far into it, but I, oh. I, can, I can tell I'm in for a fun, fun ride. Okay, I should read it again, too. I only read it one time, but yeah, that is a book, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we I think we talked maybe briefly about this. I don't know if it was on air or not, but like. Mm-hmm. Uh, books about like why i think war is awful like Mm. there's there's a lot of (laughs) stuff that doesn't necessarily glorify it as much as you'd think but um all quiet on the western front Mm -hmm. uh i just heard like a summary of it and i was like wow yeah that's that's war is horrible it's a bummer Mm. i knew it like uh on some level but like this uh this the story really hammers it home but slaughterhouse five adds some interesting elements to a story about war yeah um, while also just showing you how awful it is <laughs> <laughs> yep didn't sound doesn't sound like a good time yeah that's for sure uh so what what game were you playing recently quab you said grindstone <sighs> was it uh grindstone i grindstone. believe it's called uh it's made by a toronto-based company called capybara games Okay. Um, they love them some big rats, big guinea pigs. Yeah, man, from wherever. I mean, I don't know why a Canadian company is referencing. What is it? An Australian? I think they're just uh, cool. Yeah, cool. Giant, yeah. ginormous. Giant, yeah. Rodents creatures. of yeah, yeah. Rodents of unusual size. I think that's a. Did you ever watch <laughs> uh, the Princess Bride? I think that's a reference. Is it? Hmm. Yeah, don't worry about it. All of our Princess Bride fans just. Oh, uh, it's it's good. It's uh, we should do a watch. Okay. Anyways, so what, what kind of game is this? Uh so you know, uh, you know me. Uh, it's it's uh, it's not necessarily a match three, mm-hmm. uh, but it's kind of like that. Um, so I'll I'll set up the lore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are kind of like a kind of Viking type miner guy. Um, and every day you go to work on this mountain and you go and you're collecting gems. You're pretty much mining gems, but there's like monsters, uh, uh, of different colors. And if you match maybe some of them together, uh, then they disappear. You're, you're, it's interesting. Cause you're like, yeah, you're like this barbarian guy and you're slaughtering all these like little tiny monsters and there's bigger monsters and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. But it's through the mechanics of not necessarily a match three, but like you're just trying to chain the same color together. Uh Um, But each gem. So, okay, if you chain 10 of these little creatures together, you get a gem that lets you that will uh, like drop on the board uh, and that will let you connect to a different color. 
Uh, so you can make even longer chains and it's like exponential. The, the longer the chain, the more gems you get kind of thing. Uh, so that's okay. the main hook. So it's a mobile game. Correct? Yeah, it's on my phone. It's on. Oh, yeah, I should also say it's on Apple Arcade. And I'm trying to get as much as I can because I got the free trial for Apple Arcade. Uh, uh, I We can discuss Apple Arcade. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was interested in it because I'm like, yeah, I think somebody, uh, it might have been one of the guys on like um, uh, the besties who mentioned uh-huh. the game. And I was like, yeah. yeah, okay, let me dip back into Apple Arcade. I, and like... I don't know. I didn't think I was going to find anything that I really liked, but I like mm-hmm. this company. They made another game a few years back, uh, Sword and Sorcery. Okay. Um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery, uh, which is, I, I I don't think we've ever talked about it on this show, but it's so. like really good. It was like the first mobile game that was like, whoa, this is art. Mm. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a point and click adventure type thing. Mm. We, we should do it an entire segment on it at another time but uh that game's really cool i would recommend anyone seek it out Uh, Mm -hmm. i think it's like on those platforms anyway but grindstone (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah but it's like an interesting world where like that's the kind of main story like i like that idea uh the art's really really cool okay um but it also adds like i don't know if it's like rpg elements but like Mm -hmm. as you're going through and destroying and like slaughtering different kinds of creatures you collect resources and then you can craft what would be like power ups for like in a any other match three game, the little power ups that you can choose to like, you know, make things really easier for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like so many different variety and they're styled after different weapons. So like uh, you can craft different kinds of swords. Like there's one sword that um, that like uh, maybe it's like a fire sword that will set like a certain enemies on fire or you can craft like poison arrows that will deal damage every turn to like a a boss that's harder to kill mm-hmm. um yeah but anyway it's it's mm. really cool it, and it just like everything um everything is done very well and it's been very very compelling hmm. uh, okay well, you convinced me i will have to check this out yeah the problem is it's on apple arcade but i think it's also now okay. on like switch if you just want to like straight up buy it like mm-hmm. uh, if i could just buy this game somewhere else which i i probably will seek to do um i would do that instead of uh using apple arcade and just <laughs> having to subscribe to it so there are exclusive games on up op- op- like how does that work exactly yeah it's weird so i don't even know so Apple Arcade, I think the idea behind it was like, so these mobile games don't need to have like in-app purchases or show right. you ads because Apple will give the developer a certain mm-hmm. amount of money. So like gotcha. you can have like kind of clean, snooty uh, games without like all the gross uh, ad tracking and um, in-app purchase pushing of the regular App Store. Okay, so do you have to purchase Grindstone or you just purchase Apple Arcade and then you get all these games? Yeah, so you just get Apple Arcade and then you get access to like hand like whatever Apple selected games and you can mm-hmm. play, you can download, play them and you're not going to be bugged by like, yeah, like all these, all the annoying stuff of like a free to play uh, game kind of thing. Mm-hmm. At least that's the idea. And um, do they like phase out it's like this month we're featuring these ones so you can only play these this month kind of thing. i think they d- maybe cycle through i don't know about them like games leaving apple arcade uh-huh. that's something we definitely should look into and i don't even know how like that val- like um how much money there if it's like 
if it makes more sense for you to go with Apple Arcade versus like mm-hmm. the traditional in-app purchases and ads. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a prestige associated with like being in Apple Arcade. Like it's, you're going to find mostly quality stuff there because Apple's kind of curating it. And it's a small right. number of games. I think it's right. like only 150, but mm-hmm. I think it's maybe, I mean, you can get a month free and it's maybe like 15 bucks. Uh, it's only on iPhones and like Apple devices. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's been a good it's game. In, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like I it just, it's, it's, it's hard. It's, I, I, I get the challenge of making a game on a mobile platform and yeah. not selling. Like it's so, it's so hard to make a buck out of it and, and make a decent game at the same time. So it's, I respect what they're trying to do. I just, yeah, maybe I have to look into it more. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And I, I wonder if like, uh, I should actually look into this. Uh, I, this is the show we prepared for the most, at least <laughs> I prepared for the most. I'm not, for me i have notes and then all my notes right now are like oh yeah you i should research more into this but but like the company cabbie is like really really cool like one of my Uh friends was just like in toronto and we were talking Uh about that game because we were trying to make a game at the time uh and he just like uh i think like emailed up somebody at the company was like hey i'm in town uh could i like just come up and like tour the offices and they're like yeah sure and like he just like went up and like hung out and was i don't know if they would do that still but yeah it was like Mm -hmm. so i don't know i've really really enjoyed this company and yeah Hmm. sword and sorcery is like a masterpiece um Hmm. uh yeah it's spelled s it's spelled sword like you would spell sword and then sorcery is spelled with an s w o r c e okay so you're saying it wrong on purpose Yes, 100%. Yes. Gotcha. Super Brothers, Sword, and Sorcery. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Going to put them on the list. Going to check these out. I mean, you, you were right about uh, Emoji, Emoji Blitz, Blitz, baby. So you, you earned my... Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm curious. Yeah, I'm curious how how you dig um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery as well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's more like a point and click adventure type thing, but I really like the art. It's like kind of a retro and it has like a really cool soundtrack by this guy, Jim Guthrie. I think he's also Canadian. I don't mm. know. Um, Does it work? Does it, I mean, I feel like a point and click, you at least, at least need like a tablet. Like it's going to be hard to put all that on a phone. Uh, yeah, I played on a tablet, I'm pretty sure, but mm-hmm. it, it, it I think it worked. I no, I think I've played on a phone a little bit too. Like it, it works. It's not, it's yeah. not like a traditional point and click where there's like a ton of, like you got to click on everything and make sure it all and like make sure that the pieces work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more, yeah. It's like a mix between like an adventure. I don't know. I all, I'm just saying words. It's it's a unique thing and it's the most kind of point and clicky type game that I've played really. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides this other one, which maybe we'll talk about. Um, mm. that's oh, I used to be all, all into the point and clicks. Like those are my first, oh. one of my some of my first like gaming experiences with those early like point and click adventures on the on the PC. So um, is that like a Monkey Island type thing? Monkey or? Island. Um, there was one earlier. I, I can't remember the name, but yeah, I have like vivid memories of playing it. And okay, it was Gabriel Knight. Yep, there it is, Gabriel Knight. And uh, it was Gabriel Knight's Sins of the Fathers that I played. That was a uh, I that. I'm sure you can find some YouTube playthroughs. Like you'll get a good kick out of like the voice acting and stuff. And yeah, Gabriel Knight. Wow, a Sierra game when when Sierra was was reigning supreme. Okay, never heard of it, but it sounds King's Quest. That was the game I was trying to think of. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was, uh, the King's Quest games, those like point and click adventures. Um, and yeah, the 
Oh wow, it's got a nine out of ten on uh, Steam for Sins of okay. the Bodies. Yeah, solid game. Well, it okay. So if you like point and click uh, games, there is a game. Uh, there is a mobile game that's a point and click adventure uh, called There Is No Game, um, mm. and kind of the. I'll say this the little bit of the sales pitch is like it's a game that is trying to convince you to stop playing it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of this. Uh yeah. I gotta try this one. Yeah, um, it's it, it was worth the purchase. I don't remember how much it was, but I think you might dig it and and seeing okay. how a point and click uh works on your phone. We're actually talking about games on the podcast. I guess we usually what? do. <laughs> I guess we usually do. <laughs> we, do. We, we get back to there. We 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 meander, but we come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but speaking yeah. of things that aren't games, um, <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to share some of my uh, feelings now that I've watched all, finally, of Invincible episodes, which... Oh, thought, okay, we're getting had, into pop culture, okay. Yeah, which I thought we, I thought I had watched all of it when... <laughs> yes, yeah. I keep getting tricked, like, oh, I signed it all, and then, oh, a few more episodes come out, like, okay... Okay, now 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 I've seen the whole thing and then one more episode and like okay, now now is, I have. I wonder is that a good sign of a show where you feel like every episode is the conclusion? Was it like Yeah, every episodes feel like a, I mean, yeah, I think it was like episode 4 or 5 I stopped. I thought that was the end. I left out a good good kind of cliffhanger and then episode mm-hmm. 7 I thought was the end. I left out a good cliffhanger. I thought they were saving it for season 2. Find out there's an episode 8 and I'm just questioning everything in my life right now after watching that. <laughs> it was uh Wait, wait. Uh, yeah. Go Is ahead. there an episode 8? <laughs> oh my god. I I think the Tell last me one I watched seen episode 8. Okay, okay. Let's let's confirm. I'm pretty sure I saw uh I saw so the end episode 7, he like splits the immortal guy in half and tells him we need to talk. Oh yeah, okay. That's the end of episode seven. Okay, yeah. So I, I've seen yes, 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 yes. You've seen eight. Okay, I've seen eight. Yeah. So we can have a conversation. Yeah, we can definitely have a conversation. Okay. Uh, because wow, like it, and and okay. So in context, like Quab's read the source material. I mm-hmm. didn't know what was going on. Um, you know, episode one, they kind of set up that something's going on because Omni Man killed the whole like Justice League ish type team. Mm-hmm. But you still hold like because I don't know what's coming. I'm still holding on hope. Like, well, you had a good reason for it because you're like <laughs> it can't be the alternative because that's uh huh because that's a horrible concept. And like, I mean, this the boys do a similar thing, but yeah, yeah. the way I don't know, like the way that they just animated it, like props to how they pulled this thing off. Because like like I was saying in previous episodes, like you know in in those uh justice league movies when they're fighting each other and nothing happens yeah no you know there's no consequences consequences. oh my god this show i mean this episode like yeah oh so i i can't even remember all the good lines but like just the the fight where like he's just you know he's basically revealed to invincible like oh no actually viltrum is like the 300 world like the yeah. elite soldiers the just spartan each other yeah. to get to the apex yeah, yeah. yeah and then they just send and what's funny is uh i've been watching dragon ball z recently which <laughs> okay. i realize now is a very like kitty version of this because in dragon uh, ball z sure. they send he's they send goku 
to conquer earth yeah because they're this advanced race and goku gets a bonk on the head and forgets uh yeah. this is like the dad grows a conscience i guess is how they're setting it up um but yeah and he forgets what his place is and then at the first episodes of dragon ball z his brother comes back and he's basically like okay start killing humans we gotta go let's go let's get this started so it's but you know they do it in like a very like kidsy way like yeah just, i don't know how they get away with it <laughs> even they're talking about murder and stuff it's anime yeah. i guess so whatever but yeah so 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 some parallels i was like that's funny you know i'm watching both as side by side but anyways um yeah they said it yeah that the way that they he's just you know he punches them through a, a building the whole building collapses and um he pushes his face the, oh, the thing where he pushes his face into the, the train yeah oh my god yeah like, it's yeah the visuals in this in this episode and like they don't they they barely give you a chance to breathe like they just no. go from one horrible <laughs> scene to the next yeah like oh man it was just uh kirkman it, he knows how to do it yeah it is oh, no, non-stop yeah it's dark it's dark it's yeah it's it's one of the darkest co- it is probably the darkest comic i've ever read i haven't like read much of the walking dead but i can understand hmm. somebody doing something similar um but yeah there was like some interesting even philosophy between behind like omni man's like right. motivation it's like yeah and I, we were even talking about it in the last like let's talk episode we had like if you lived for thousands of years mm-hmm. and everyone around you did it, like mm-hmm. how would that change you? And it, it seemed like, yeah, they would be like ants or pets. Like mm-hmm. actually like that's a line from the show where he's talking right. about his right. wife. Oh, I see yeah. her more as a pet. Wow. And that's brutal. Uh-huh. I mean, I know people love and pamper their pets, but that's, yeah. it's, it's interesting. Yeah. That was, yeah. I, I can't imagine hearing that. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah. So, that's why you get Sandra Oh, man. She's a, a national treasure. <laughs> yeah. And oh, it's so, it's, I mean, like, cl- clarifies why they picked all the voice actors, really. Like, why they picked, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that does Omni-Man. Oh, yeah. J.K. Simmons. Yeah. J.K. Simmons. Like, yeah. the when, yeah. when they do the turn with him and he yeah. just, it's yeah. that weird, serious tone that he's got and how he Oof. explains things. Like, yeah. so good. It, it, coupled with the animation, just like, it's just, yeah, that was amazing. Why? Why Stephen Ewan is the main character now yeah. is painfully obvious. Like he's so good at just like being this tortured soul that's getting like pummeled to death. Like, oh, he's mastered that. Yep. that art, yep. unfortunately. Uh... Um. Oh, I love the the scenes like afterwards when he recovers and, and like he's just hanging out with his friends and like like so you want to talk about it like it's, it's literally what the whole world is talking about like <laughs> i'd rather not yeah <laughs> it's like you go to this horrible like family disaster and like the whole world has to wa- watch it and some people die because of it yeah like, that that is the thing with this show it's like, a, sh- it's like a small thing and a big thing kind of thing it's like this yeah. horrible personal drama in big epic scale yeah, and that's an interesting thing, even talking about like other comic book properties where like I this is like a family drama and a lot of like other comic book stuff. It's like a found family or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, I don't know, Civil War didn't matter that much. Like, but like if yeah, uh, that's like one part of it where, mm-hmm. yeah, you said it exactly. It's the it's the little and the small. But also what I like about these stories is it shows the collateral damage like mm-hmm always like him yeah so he goes through a building and the half of the building is falling 
and he's he yeah. has super strength and he's trying to hold up this building like physics aren't it, even how they and i like how they kind of explain early on how the physics works of how they can fly and stuff it's like they can kind of create their own they can push off stuff they can imagine something to push off pretty much mm-hmm. um and yeah like you could potentially but you're you could potentially push off like you have you're applying a force through your hands you're strong mm-hmm. whatever but like a building falling, that's one human sized point of pressure that you're pushing right. against. And I, they didn't get into it that much, but that's always something I wonder about. Like all the stuff we see Superman do, it just, it probably wouldn't actually work. Uh-huh. But then also trying to hold up a building and try to save people from falling out of it. You're, you're probably going to lose. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're super strong, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't and know. just how they set up the shots, like I, I mean, for a cartoon, it's amazing, like how they like they show the whole street before he kind of goes through the building, and they mm. show like the trajectory of him like piercing the building all the way through, and just it's so. I mean, I I think I give a lot of credit to like a cartoon doing that. It's just it's probably harder to pull off with CGI and all that, like those kind of shots. Like I think mm. they have a lot more room to like kind of make those those cool shots and probably do it less of a budget than a giant million dollar movie. I don't know. I yeah. felt like some some of those scenes were like really powerful and they're still it's a cartoon versus like, you know, they they are. I, I like I almost have like a little bit of criticism because uh, mm-hmm. around some of the animation, it, I feel like it could be smoother, hmm. but like the fight, they don't skimp on the fights. I think it's it's more like when they're all talking to each other and like a rest. Yeah. It seems like maybe there's just a fewer frames, which fine mm-hmm. uh you can you can save money by doing mm-hmm. like half as many frames or something like that which is is fine because I, they don't skimp on the fights like yeah the fights i heard that they brought in basically. some like i i heard a podcast talking about this episode like now we're getting better talking about podcasts and podcasts but uh-huh. um apparently the people that were doing this animation had only been doing like mobile applications that, before okay. this that's and so like the, all the, the talking and stuff like that's all them but then for the fights apparently they brought in some like yeah korean anime teams to like help with the fight choreography and stuff like that so that's why they feel a lot more different than the slower yeah. talk shots yeah okay that makes that makes a lot more sense and I, it's not like i'm even like a super snob or know that much about mm-hmm. animation but it's just like there'll be like flying scenes where you can see it's just like a png that's moving <laughs> right not a it doesn't seem like a 3d physical thing and that's like when yeah the little bit i've learned about like animation like that's what's so annoying actually drawing Mm. every single frame as and like representing a 3d thing so like when you turn a little bit like your torso it actually looks like a a 3d object turning its torso and that's why like animation is insane like especially (laughs) like the actual like studio ghibli type stuff right right yeah yeah, so it was uh, it was crazy to watch, and then uh, I, I I liked the ending with uh, I didn't realize it was Seth Rogen playing the, the alien. <laughs> yeah, Alan the him. alien. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and comes to talk to him and like, wow, yeah, Veltrum's never done this ever. That's that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know, man. I, I would have warned you when I came here originally. If yeah, no, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah, Alan the Alien is a is an interesting character too. Uh, and yeah, that's it's perfect perfect casting um, from what I remember. <laughs> apparently now they're gonna do a live action movie. Oh, really? As well, this is what the I've heard that <sighs> Seth Rogen is also making the Invincibles movie version. I, I which I don't sh- know how how they step on the toes of Amazon and everything. Like, oh no, very, sh- 
I'm sure yeah. Amazon will get its cut or whatever. Or um, if it would be a different take. And like I'm saying, like the animation style, like if they're going to be able to capture like those scenes as well in a live action movie and not have it feel as yeah, the, grounded. The whole thing know. with even like the book, it is gruesome. Like mm-hmm. it's like that first episode is pretty gruesome. So to actually mm-hmm. see that in live action might. Because even like the boys. Right. It's, it's harder to take those big liberties of like giant of gore and everything and make it not do it in a way that feels cheesy or not. Yeah. For me, it's even palatable. Like, I don't know. Mm. (laughs) Like, yeah. Seeing like, yeah, like really beautiful drawings, but it's also like heads exploding and like uh, entrails hanging out Mm -hmm. um, is kind of different than like uh, live action kind of things. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I wonder if there'll be like, because we're talking about like superhero fatigue. I don't know if like a live mm. action invincible movie, I'll see it. Sure. But like, right. I don't know how well it would do. <laughs> if we want to come out of a pandemic, watching a movie where like all the superheroes are maniacal and trying to murder us all. Yeah. I mean, they're not all. It's just not the one. All. Yeah. Right. It's just, just the one. <laughs> just, just the most important one. Yeah. Yeah. Just the Superman. Um, oh uh-huh. man. Oh, the stories, the stories, this place goes. Um, yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. More people are. It's it's cool. It's cool being in this. Yeah. Again, with without the context, like so now I know a little bit more about Viltrum. Or you're you're, you're still getting it through the villain's eyes. So you like this mm-hmm. is what they're presenting. You're like I assume what he's telling me is true, and he's not just one crazy person, right? So you have to assume <laughs> like there is a Viltrum where this is happening. Well, I guess the the alien in the end kind of confirms it. Yeah. But um. Like, you just don't know what the scope of this whole thing is. <laughs> you know, like, there's a super powerful race trying to take over everything. But is there somebody else fighting against them? Are they invulnerable? Like, does anybody stand a chance? Yeah, I think I think Alan mentions, like, there's a coalition trying to fight the Viltrumite mm. Empire. Like, that's, that's, like, at the end of it, I think, as well. So mm-hmm. we don't know much about them at this point. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah. There's... But I hear there, there is a finality to this whole thing, so... Yeah, it does end right. <laughs> yeah, probably. I I I don't know if there's. I don't think there's an episode nine. This would be a good time to end. The oh, season. I mean, I mean the whole series. Like there is a, the series does end. So oh, it like uh, it's not like Walking Dead that's still going. Like it's. Uh, it I think end. there is an end, and I feel like I might have read all of it or just mm-hmm. some of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but I've read like hundreds and hundreds of issues of this, and it's it's weird because like I don't. I don't know. I don't know what was happening. Maybe I was procrastinating and they were all, all like on hoopla or something. But like I yeah, consumed them. I just couldn't like stop reading them. Mm. Uh, I think I was enjoying my time with them, but I think I just needed to know where the story goes because it, it just mm. kept going insane mm. places. Um, Jeez. Yeah. yeah. If it goes, if it gets if that's just the jumping off point, then yeah, it's <laughs> we're all in for a wild ride. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh man. I think that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, um, no. You got anything else? I got one more thing, but what you got? Uh let's see. What else I got on the show notes? Uh oh, okay. Uh I've been Have you done anything with uh tabletop simulator at all? Like making something with it? No, no just like played it at all or played with it. Yeah. Oh, at least once. But once, yeah, not not much. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, my first foray into it is now. Like, um, okay, yeah. So I don't think we maybe never talked about Twilight Imperium on the show. It's a board game, right? 
Yeah, Do you know what it is? I've heard of it. I, I haven't played it, though. Okay, okay. So, yeah, uh, friend of the show and uh, past guest, Caven, he has, like, the physical copy mm-hmm. of uh, Twilight Imperium. Uh, it's this insane, like, I think fourth edition or something. It's this galaxy-spanning game where you are all different alien races and you're mm-hmm. trying to, you know, uh, take over planets, mine resources, but then there's also, like, a galactic council where you can vote on different agendas. Uh, there's trading you can trade trade goods to your neighbors Um, there's of course like war and like you can fight other ships and stuff but like war is risky and do you want to do that kind of thing so it's like a bunch of different games stacked together um, and all the everyone who's playing gets like their own uh, little a bunch of li- little ships so there's just so many freaking little pieces <laughs> um yeah because mm-hmm. like there's fight yeah there's like a bunch of different types of ships there's like individual units and it's just uh-huh. it gets insane so uh, so better better suited for a computer simulation yeah tabletop environment yeah so that was the thing and we've played two games with the physical copy right mm-hmm. uh and it's one of those games where I think it was maybe like maybe one game was maybe like we probably took like 15 to 20 hours, <laughs> like multiple kind of weekends kind of spanning yeah. uh, thing. And then, yeah, you have this board with all your ships and all this stuff that's very, very important and the cards you're holding and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. we'd have to like take pictures of the board and then like <laughs> store all our stuff because, uh-huh. yeah, we're not going to play it for 24 hours or uh, our host, uh, we're not going to take over our host house, uh, Stepan. Yeah, we're not keep, just going to leave a static there. copy. Yeah, for yeah. like a week. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So, but yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. So tabletop simulator is like made for this game. It was, uh, it was fun. Um, still kind of learning what's going on. We haven't finished it, which was cool because you can just save the game and then you can leave and come back, um, and like everything will be there rather than like having to pack it all up and sorting it all out Mm -hmm. um and it does like interesting stuff with like even yeah so like say one of your ship gets destroyed or you use a card you can like just put it in a uh like a discard bag or a graveyard Mm -hmm. i think it was called and it would go to wherever it needs to go um it would deal cards it would set up the board like just by like clicking buttons and stuff because like you kind of create the board there's all these different hexagon tiles and like depending on how many players or what you want to do you can um uh yeah set up the board in different ways but it's been uh it's been interesting and uh Mm. yeah so you think that tabletop simulators so you're happy with using that product overall yeah the first time i've used it i'm not sure how like how much each individual games within the thing costs on top of it and i think Mm -hmm. only one person maybe has to purchase it or if they even do i'm not sure Mm -hmm. um but yeah i think like the app was like 23 bucks or something um and it seems interesting even like i know you have the white box i don't know if you've ever done it so yeah still collecting dust yeah but like and we've talked about like different uh online Mm -hmm. board game type things with like uh what was it tabletopia but I think table t- tabletop simulator is like an interesting idea if you had like a vid- uh, a board game idea and you wanted to like prototype it and hmm. maybe see and test with like people all over the world. Um, right. Yeah. But I will say we needed like uh, uh, somebody with like a powerful computer to like host the game. Oh, uh, really? 
because it's like physical it's like a it's like a game engine with a bunch of individual components right right and i guess like it it seemed pretty beefy it's a lot of a lot of polygons i think yeah and this game has like a lot of like yeah moving pieces too and like Mm -hmm. yeah if we if we didn't take a bunch of pictures of like the score and like (laughs) the board and everything else it would be a mess and then it'd be ruined tabletop simulator is interesting too because there is like a button to flip the table Um, oh (laughs) and like all the pieces will go flying and stuff nice uh but then also like you can rewind time uh so it's fine (laughs) so tabletop simulator is like download it from steam it's like a program on your computer and Mm -hmm. then there's tabletopia right which is a website that is also kind of like a physics engine type thing with like physical game pieces and you can play however you want you don't have to necessarily follow Mm -hmm. the rules or anything um and so yeah, you tried true. you tried both does one yeah i've tried both yeah and i think it's just different different libraries um and i haven't sp- i've played more stuff on tabletopia the like website thing than i have on tabletop simulator but tabletop simulator it does a lot of powerful stuff like uh specific to games like in terms of like setting the game up and stuff and, mm-hmm um having like a lot of control on that it's still kind of like weird and a little janky and i think it depends on whoever made the game um kind of making that kind of interface and stuff on their own with whatever Mm -hmm. tools there are um but it's been i don't know it's been interesting uh like my first experience with it Hmm. yeah i mean that's an interesting like okay if we're if we're building our ideal societies like Uh um i i have this I, I forget where I heard it, but it's like I, maybe a utopia. There would be no private um, property. Mm-hmm. So like if you wanted to go on a road trip, there would be vehicles, RVs available that you mm-hmm. could take and go mm-hmm. and then you could just leave them. Mm-hmm. And like that's a utopia. Like It's uh, cool. It's a cool feeling to like bring home with you. Like you can go to a place and then kind of explore. But your home is just a few meters away. Like you can yeah. just pop back into home whenever you want. And uh, started to get me thinking like, I mean, like we're we're just on the cusp of like cars starting to drive themselves, and so mm. you're gonna get to the point where you can have a house that just moves itself automatically, mm. and you know, like hanging out, hanging out in your house, you, you open the door, and then you know you're in a city at the end of the day, which would be like a really cool way to live. And then you're in your house, you can work whatever remote working as as the house moves along and goes to the next city. Yeah, it's, I think that would be a cool way to like spend a, a year or two at least. Yeah, for sure. I forget. I remember here. It, it reminds me of like there was like some kind of program where, like, yeah, people would travel around the world, but they would also do work, mm-hmm. um, kind of no thing. Bad. But no bad yeah. working kind of. Yeah, yeah, but it was like a group of people together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a school program or something, but okay. Um, yeah, just through inner. Yeah, it sounded like a cool concept. I don't remember the specifics, but having like in my head, it's a zeppelin now. Like you were describing a world. <laughs> And it's like this autonomous, like floating house, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And nothing that... ever goes wrong with Zeppelin. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to use helium, not hydrogen. Hydrogen uh-huh. is stupid. <laughs> Isn't there like a world helium shortage? Yeah, probably. There's a. Sean, we're in the dystopia. There's an everything shortage. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but in my my future, my future state. Uh huh. Okay. But no, even like more practically, like having a autonomous car driving mm-hmm. around and with your home in it could be kind of cool. your home. Yeah. Yeah. 
that should be i don't know like that should be in a fiction or maybe an rpg mm-hmm. uh, a, yeah like a future rpg or something mm-hmm. oh yeah. it'll be so cool like yeah if you could just like they're very modularized so like hey sean and quab are on the same row let's let's hang out for a bit and like so we're both speeding down the 401 but we're like next to each other like hey let's just connect our houses and like hang out until we have to like diverge from our paths that would be amazing (laughs) that would be cool yeah little transformers action and Uh you have like a shared uh space Um, Uh make the voltron so you can have like a big house party and then (laughs) your exit and split off yeah while we're going through the hyperloop yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> that'd be a cool world <sighs> speaking of which did you have you seen the new godzilla vs kong movie i have not yet no have you no uh yeah i watched it uh in in several parts over a few days uh <laughs> just wanted to like see what all the buzz was about and uh, mm. so there was you... there was a scene where they go through what looks like a hyperloop basically from yeah like, i think like it was like california to like japan or china oh that's cool so it was a cool concept but yeah yeah have you seen the other ones all the all the movies in that verse i think pretty much it seems like a very disjointed universe and very much like hinges on the fact that there's a hollow world <laughs> yeah i i i've, I've uh, heard that after the, i haven't seen a single one of these movies of the <laughs> which like a, a conspiracy that look that that like alex jones would laugh at like <laughs> okay i guess we're going with this hollow world thing and it's real but yeah i don't know it was just it, just an excuse for yeah for it's big things to fight each other it's cgi monsters and they for some reason feel the need to put humans and, in there with who can talk yeah i, I don't understand so a but. good contrast is like between godzilla vs kong and invincibles which mm-hmm. is like, I'm sure they spent a lot more millions making this this Godzilla vs. Kong movie. And it's mm-hmm. like, you're just watching two things destroy an entire city. You're like, nah, like you don't feel a thing. Oh, okay. And Invincibles, like, you're just like, oh my God, I can't sleep tonight. Like, I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> so different. And like, I mean, and like, look what, nah, I don't know. That's just like a perfect dichotomy, I think that's interesting i think i've been having this discussion more recently but it's like could could there be a movie without with like with no dialogue like mm-hmm. and still kind of make a connection because i was thinking the closest for pretty me, much with Godzilla vs kong is very <laughs> little there's yeah. little to no dialogue oh, okay it's okay, monsters okay. fighting each other like the dialogue is just here's why they fight yeah, that sounds really appealing to me. Maybe I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll dip in. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I was thinking like Wally is maybe the closest, uh, but okay. then mm. humans do come in and they talk and they have like a whole arc and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, eh. uh, if the, if there was no humans who talked in Wally, mm-hmm. but it was still a very similar story. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Would I like it more? I think I would like it more. I still yeah. like that. Oh, another game I've been playing. Uh, don't starve together oh cool uh, yeah yeah i remember like yeah so i probably back when i was playing minecraft heavily like mm-hmm. earlier on that was oh man maybe like 10 years ago or so um mm-hmm. then i heard about don't starve it was like a kind of similar idea but like the art style was more hand-drawn um mm-hmm. and more interesting a little artsier mm-hmm. um survival game 
um that was kind of like this weird 2d world and like what was the story behind like why were you there and stuff um but yeah it had some interesting mechanics and like there was this insanity meter that would go down which was Mm. on top of like your hunger and your health um which was kind of cool um and yeah so that was cool and i didn't think about it for years but then uh yeah during the pandemic there's not much you can do i'm i'm a single guy um and started dating and like uh one person i was talking to was like oh yeah we should play this together so it's been like a fun um activity because we can't really go out to bars and stuff for maybe go for a walk but it's a nice way to like hang out virtually Mm -hmm. uh as we try to survive in this insane world (laughs) but no it you can Mm -hmm. configure the server to be however Mm -hmm. you want so we're we're playing as cooperative but like there is like (laughs) different modes where you can be uh, against each other mm-hmm. and um yeah or yeah i forget what the different modes are there was like yeah competitive and then like i don't know some level was like insanity or something like that which i don't know what that is um, and then there was like just chill social which maybe turns down the hunger and like all the other survival aspects um, but we're like in the middle where we're just kind of like trying to see how long we- is there an overarching storyline to don't starve uh i think there. I think there is because like I remember the first game there was like you play as this character he eventually grows a beard I don't know this doesn't help with the story at all but it it was a cool detail Um, but yeah I guess it was like a scientist character (laughs) and there was like this kind Uh of like kind of kind of like this kind of like the devil or Loki type character who pulls the scientist character I think he was inventing something that brought him Mm -hmm. to this world where he had to try to survive. Um, but then there's like weird kind of things that aren't really rabbits mm. or like there's just weird creatures in this world as well as trying to survive for as long as possible. And I think there's like animation mm. that I need to actually watch that kind of explains the story. And it seems like they're kind of wrapping up the story, but I could not tell you what the story is. Mm-hmm. I just know there was like this weird kind of devil guy who would kind of taunt you from time to time um and now he's a playable character so at some mm-hmm. point uh i don't know maybe he gets defeated did you ever play twisted metal yeah, yeah so yeah it's kind of like uh, what was that guy calypso or something so the the main bad guy from the early games oh that's too it's too deep he's pretty much yeah he pretty much it's like the devil uh-huh. type character who is like running right. things behind the scenes but then in another game he he's also a playable character because of story reasons kind of thing it's because we're discovering things like i didn't know the longer you the longer you survive like it goes into different seasons so like we've made it to like winter Mm -hmm. and like we're freezing to death and then we die and it's like oh okay well didn't know we could do that but it's also like the sense of like shared accomplishment where it's like, oh, we're getting farther and farther and farther. So it's uh, roguelike where you kind of like, you, you die and then you start over and you get you get a little bit better the next time kind of thing. Yeah, so pretty much the way Don't Starve Together works, yeah, it's like if one person dies, it's not that big mm-hmm. a deal. Like that mm-hmm. person who died can like move around as a mm-hmm. ghost and stuff and have like limited interaction. And I think there's a way for another player to revive them. They have to like craft something. But there are like random uh, things that are spawned that let you, if you died, you can revive. Um, so, but if both players die, then the world will like reset. Mm-hmm. 
um, and then you lose like that's the rogue type roguelike type element and then you'd go back and it'd be a completely different world um, with like different biomes and different resources you, get, you could gather and do stuff. you get last long lasting things or you get better the second iteration or you just always go back to square one? i don't think anything really carries over be- besides like cosmetic things mm-hmm. um yeah you keep getting like different shirts and different hats and different outfits but i think that's about it like it's all how far you can go type thing uh, potentially i think mm-hmm. if both players like leave the server it'll save its progress um before mm-hmm. somebody but yeah if, if both of you die i think it uh it'll reset yeah we could play that. like we could do oh. a stream thing hey. yeah. uh yeah. yeah they had like a deal where i bought all the don't starves i don't know if i'm gonna play any of the other ones there's like one with boats sort of using uh using that uh musician app which is very i don't oh. know what the older iterations are like but this current one like it's really nice very gamey like, yeah it it hears all of the notes you're playing. Like even if you play a chord, it Whoa. knows if one of the note is incorrect and will show you. And like plays along like a like a guitar hero soundtrack. So Whoa. like you're doing levels and like playing them to complete and which for oh, me wow. is like a huge motivator. But yeah, no, this is a I feel like this is a pretty well played episode. Well played. Oh wait, wait, okay. So we don't want to do rock, paper, scissors. What if it's at the end of the show? Oh, like, oh, yeah. and then you can skip it if you don't want it. We don't have to start every. I mean, we already our 2020 uh, episodes did not have any rock, paper, scissors. Uh, so I, I guess there's precedent. What? Yeah, we missed. We missed like all of 2020. The well, we we barely recorded. I think there's two episodes, but those ones specifically do not have rock, paper, scissors. Oh. <laughs> Okay, let's let, let's try it at the end of the episode. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, or we can find something else. Aha. Uh-huh. Winner winner gets to sign off the way. Ooh, okay, yeah. See stakes. Right? See, there's fun, stakes. man. All right. Uh-huh. It's, it's it's really hard to sync up cuz I don't know what goes on. Like right now we're having a perfect conversation, but as soon as we try to do the 1 2 3, we go totally out of sync. And I, I think we've had um, suggestions where maybe we just write it down and then show it. Like, like okay. Mm. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, let's do that. Do you have like a paper or something around you? <laughs> How about we just hold it off camera? Oh! Hold, we get the shape ready. We hold yeah. it off camera. And then we go, ready, show it. And then I just don't. Yeah, don't, don't be a dick. Okay, yeah. Jerk, so, okay, we'll lock it in. We'll lock it in. Okay, wait. Yeah, lock we're locked. It. Uh, locked. locked. Yeah. Ready? One, two, three. Rock. And Sean has paper. Okay. Okay. Okay, that works. See, that's fun. I get to sign off. Yeah, yeah. Because I won. I think that's a good compromise. I think that's good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Well played. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> oh, no. I got to win next time.